Have you been enjoying the adventures of our characters in Rumble Squad and Serviceable Plots? Or getting into the nitty-gritty rules for 5th edition? Support us on Patreon. By contributing as little as $1 a month, you'll get to hear exclusive content and updates before anyone else. Our higher-level patrons get access to DMs notes, outtakes from our episodes, and even a chance to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. Yes, you can hear our silly, out-of-character shenanigans, and even cause some of your own by influencing the story. Our producer-tier patrons listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to our producer-tier patrons, Johnny Torres, for serving as producers on this episode. We also want to thank our adventure-tier and above patrons for their support this month. So thank you, Feral Joe, Matt Fry, Mosiru, Mike C, Shosuru Ajo, Grimfuse, Ryan Glasgow, Jeremy Kleinhans, and a Linux fan. To join this list of outstanding people, go to patreon.com slash dndraw. By joining our patrons, you enable us to dedicate more time to creating episodes. And if you're not able to support DND Raw on Patreon, we would love it if you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Before we begin, I just wanted to give two quick announcements. First of all, Happy New Year. We are excited about the new year and for 2020 and just looking forward to all the various projects we have going on right now. Continuing our actual plays, trying to schedule more rules written episodes out, and just preparing for the various other ideas we have on the back burner for the moment. Second, I wanted to give a shout out to our latest iTunes review. So thank you, The Big Bag of Milk. Uh, for your review of our podcast, it's calling it the best D&D podcast ever exist. We really appreciate it. Um, I'm glad to have rolled a nat 20 on our amazing check. Thank you so much. We appreciate all the feedback that we get for the show. So again, thank you. And now on to the show. Next week will be Serviceable Plots, episode 33. Join us now for Rumble Squad, episode 28. Am I naive? Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master of the Campaign, and with me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Chris, and I will be playing Oric Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hi, I'm Nick, and I will be playing Leuven Cromdell, the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I will be playing Elaine Fox, the Human Druid Barbarian. Last time, Nissa began her job investigating the cult that was hiding out near the town of Mandeville. After scouting the area out, her friend Aaron decided to infiltrate the cult and see what she could find out. When Aaron failed to report back to Nissa the following day, Nissa was informed by her contact in town that another group was coming in and perhaps they could aid each other. Meanwhile, Rumble Squad concluded their investigation of the ruins of Neverhelm and learned that the crystal could not be recharged. They also came to the chilling realization the city was once powered by the very souls of its inhabitants. With that knowledge, they felt they could not leave the city fast enough, though they eventually parted ways with their new-found friends, the Pummel Patrol, before following Demean back towards the surface. You guys are traveling through the still maybe more creepily quiet streets of Neverhelm, the sounds of only your footsteps as you proceed back towards the throne room and i'm assuming out of the city 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damien is towards the front, but Elaine, you can be as well if you wish. Be kind of leading. Sure. Because you just got here, there's no check needed as you retrace your steps, which are the freshest footprints in the area anyways. Yep. Is there anything you would like to do on the way out? Yeah. What are we going to do? Well, I know I had mentioned wanting to hold on to the charge, but after seeing how this place was powered, I'm having second thoughts. I wonder if it would be better to just use it and be done with this cursed thing. Maybe once we're on the edge of the champion's lands, then we do the scrying. We hope for the best, and that's it. My vote is also to go after the champion, as that hag has been here for a while. Mind you, she is attempting new things and trying new things, but she has been here for a while. The champion is a new threat with a chaotic realm behind him. And of course, we could, again, spy on either the the champion or even on her, but... There's a chance that they'll they'll know the moment we do. But it doesn't mean they can they would know it's us and they wouldn't know from where. But I think a threat from the abyss might be a little bit more imposing. I can see your point in terms of prioritizing, but ultimately I wanna tackle both. I but she's been contained for the most part. This one not so much. Yeah. The champion seems to be on the move. That's kind of part of the reason why I would be 100% on board with going after him first. So I guess start heading. We have a, a pretty good idea of which direction to go, right? You were told he is west of the Ancestral Hearts territory. So you'd have to cross the Ancestral Hearts territory to get there. Do we have a sense of how long that would take? The Guardians know how large their areas are, so they can tell you how large their area is. They can't tell you for another guardian. So how would we know if we have gotten to the champion's area? I mean, I could talk to the Lady of Spirits. We're like best buddies now. That could be a way that you can at least have a better idea of how you might know one area from another. Well, even so, we could get an escort from here to the edge of her lands. You know, just to make sure we don't tread on anything that we shouldn't. I, I don't feel like getting on her to bad side again. Neither would I, considering... What we've seen so far. Angering a guardian, you know, been there, done that. Twice, actually. Well, we know. So, I guess you can talk to your your bestie once we get to the surface, because you mentioned that she implied she has no power down here. Yeah. However this place came to be where it is now, I get the sense that it's kind of a almost like a pocket of itself, and it just happens to be on her lands. So she has no control on it, or within it, but everything around it. Alright, I'm on board with this plan. So, just to make sure I have it straight, we'll ask her, point us in the right direction, escort us off her lands, get close to the champion's territory, and then see if he's there. One exception maybe to that is when we get close to the Ancestral Heart. I've had pretty good chances of talking to the other guardians, perhaps... I can put us on good footing before we enter, or as we enter, his lands dwell. I'm not sure we should risk that. There's a decent chance that he may even be working with the champion. He was working with Rydot. And if you recall, Baldur said as soon as we enter the lands, within a few, you know, a matter of time, they know we're there. And as long as the Ancestral Heart is on his lands, assuming his power works similarly to Baldur's, he'll know. Well, maybe your bestie will have some advice. It definitely seems like she's been at this longer. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess once we get there, I'll, I'll talk to her and see what she can tell me. Tell us. I don't know if she's going to let me chat with you guys in presence or do the vine thing again. We'll figure it out. First priority is just to get out of here, right? The sooner the better. Let's go. As we start doing, going up like the, the stairs or, or incline, whatever it is to get in, I would start trying to like ping out. You proceed through the city past the entranceway. Is anyone else doing anything, by the way? Because it's still a long walk. You guys are starting to feel tired, too, by the way. It has been hours of travel. If we can avoid it, I would prefer to not sleep in here. Yeah. I mean, as soon as we get out, I can ask the Lady of Spirits. I just kind of keep an eye out for anything else that seems out of place. Okay, roll a perception check. I would like to be keeping an eye out for anything as well. Nine. Everything here. All of it. Unnatural. Gotcha. Still a little shaken. I got a 16. Look around. You don't notice anything nearby. Occasionally, though, you hear kind of like some footsteps that aren't yours and the rattling of what might be bones off in the distance, like some undead might still be roaming the general area, but it sounds like you're hearing the echoes of it, not necessarily someone nearby. Ten. You're noticing no real threat, just kind of an unnatural quiet around all of you, considering you are clearly in what was once a city. Then you guys proceed through, traveling through the tunnel to the throne room, out to the main street that leads to the entranceway, where the two collapsed bronze golems lie that are rusted over, and you through the gates and up the tunnel. You continue an additional hour even to go all the way back up to the surface, and you emerge from the tunnel to a starry sky as night has fallen. A few bright points of stars kind of help to light the general terrain with the moon out, giving the only light that Elaine and Demean can use to see by. There's a cool breeze that goes through the lands. Only as you are emerging from the tunnel, Elaine, do you get a sensation of someone's listening with your initial pings out. And I would be very disrespectful and say we're on our way back out and we would like to have an audience with you if that is acceptable. All of you, or just you, kind of a general whisper that came to come like directly to your ear. I could come alone if you'd wish. Regardless, my team and I would need at least a little bit of assistance for the next day or so, as well as perhaps permission to rest on your land this evening. Roll persuasion. 17 total. If you and your friends will relax upon the ground, I'll bring your thoughts to me. We can all speak if you want. Thank you very much. We look forward to discussing some interesting matters with you. I'll be waiting. I'll just relay to everybody. So she's going to allow us, I believe, at least to stay on her land, and she may pull at least me, if not all of us, to speak with her. Just while we sleep? Unclear? Do you uh, want us to do some of the talking, or is it best if we just wait until you cue us? You're the bestie. I'm not the weird one, though. I mean, before we go out there, is there anything you definitely want me to ask? Or just everything my brain thinks of, because that's how I work. Well, really, we're just trying to ask whatever she knows about the ancestral heart, right? Since that land borders. And ideally, how large this territory is. And then, perhaps, 
an escort, at least to the edge of our lands. Yeah, that'd be good. Supervision is good. I, I usually need it. We, we can join in on the fun, too. How about I'll lead the conversation, and if I feel like you should talk, I will blatantly, obviously, by saying, Luvin, what do you think, or some such sort of thing. That works. Or we could do a code word. Do you want, like, a, a spy code word? Sorry, I'm not good at sneaky spy. I'm better at just going, Hey, you give me information. Let's let's just do that then. Yeah, yeah. Also, she probably would be able to pick up on what was happening anyway. So just being honest would probably be to our advantage. I mean, we don't mean her any ill will or harm or anything. We have no ill intentions while on her land. So I don't think lying or trying to be deceptive at all would be beneficial. Yeah, that's fair. So what's the plan? I guess start kind of setting up camp, kind of where we are. It's evening, we're about to grass. I will go ahead and cast good berry so that we have food. You have 10 good berries. I just hand them out like- So you all gain one HP if you are low on HP at all, but also you feel full for the day. Yay. And then just kind of remind everybody, hey, you know, let's be respectful. You know, Stamina has made a point of slinging his bow. It is across his back, not in his hands anymore. So as you guys are kind of all sitting around, it takes you a few moments to suddenly realize that vines are growing all around each of you individually, like little canopies that are about to envelop you. Oh, that's not unnerving. They're about halfway up before you notice them. And we've seen this before, right? You saw this happen to Elaine. (laughs) All right, everything's fine. Each one rises, starting to block out the light of the campfire, till you are all completely encompassed in darkness. And then light, a little bit, faint. You notice the moonlight seems to stream into a cave that you're in, against the far wall of this very large open cavern. You notice almost like a stone figure. Elaine's seen this before, but this 35 foot off the ground head. You notice a body, arms, legs, seems to literally be embedded in the stone wall across from you. Its eyes closed, motionless. Kind of a dull, gray, almost stone-like coloration to this form. Not quite matching the stone around it. After a moment, the air picks up in the cavern. Leaves swirl in the air around you. And you blink, and a figure is there. As the leaves continue to swirl, and they slowly fall to the ground so you notice a feminine figure thin wisps of clothes that look more like made from actual leaves themselves light blonde hair that just barely touches the ground delicate hands hints of gold flecks all across the skin of this figure and as she appears Oric, you think you saw what look like almost lizard-like eyes before they shifts to golden pupils as she seems to stride towards you. Very graceful steps, and yet there's no sound of footfalls. She seems to almost glide across the ground as she approaches the three of you standing at the entrance of this cavern. Well, aren't you an interesting little group? So can I make any kind of check to figure out what the heck she is? Roll a straight intelligence check. Eight. 
She's a pretty lady. 17. 18. She is not human. Based off of what you have been presented with, it's difficult to ascertain completely what she is. From what you can gather, it's possible she is a fae. It's also possible that she is just... This form is an illusion for some sort of lizard-like entity. But that could also be attempting to throw you off. You're not 100% certain. Because again, you're pretty sure that's not what she looks like. So as she comes closer, I would just bow politely and say, Good evening, Lady of Spirits. I'll join in on the polite bow. Thank you for seeing us, Lady of Spirits. Thank you for seeing us this evening. You're all so, so polite. Much more so since you know what I could do to you if I got upset. That's sweet. Looks over at you, Luvin. So young. Innocent and naive little thing. Looks over at you, Auric. Stubborn but respectful since you know what I can do. Now, Elaine, I grant you the blessings through rest at the entrance to that terrible city. Why did you wish to meet with me? Suddenly, she's behind all of you, by the way. Yeah, I'm not moving or, like, following her or anything. I'm just looking kind of, like, straight ahead. I thought, for one, that you might be interested in maybe the information we discovered down there, as well as be able to provide us with information or at least escort to the edge of your lands. We intend to pass through the Ancestral Hearts lands. You all hear it like she's right behind Elaine. Oh, you want an exchange. I like exchanges of information as long as your assumptions about what information I would find interesting is actually interesting to me. I am willing to just give you the information, to be honest, because I feel this is a place on your lands, and if you are not able to go in it, the information that you have about it could be helpful to you in the future. I'm only asking that we could perhaps get assistance from you. Suddenly she's kind of like off slightly to your left hand side she seems to be seated on like this little rock that's jutting out from the wall that wasn't jutting out from the wall a moment ago oh fine just give me the information that's fair what do you think i would find so interesting about this place the place that we went into is known as never home and it is ancient city obviously that has been there for a while i'm assuming dwarven and elven origins and i think the reason that you maybe have a disconnect with it is the same reason most of us do and that it's something dark happened there which brought about everyone's demise within a sudden burst of evil she's suddenly on the other side of the cavern also seated on a rock outcropping that was not there yes maybe not necessarily evil but definitely dark and necrotic in nature. Oh, I don't like necrotic. I much prefer more life-giving forces. So much more interesting. In a sense, it did give life, just by stealing it. Oh, some pleasant. I'm glad I buried it. Yes, but that does not entirely cover up or undo the evil that was done there. No, but it can stay down there. Yes, I am fully on board with that. However, we're trying to find answers. And I don't know if you have any about about three things at the top of my list. The Ancestral Heart, his lands, and Avantir and look. 
I recall seeing his name in that nasty little city. Can't say I know much about him. Oh, uh, looks like an Azer of some sort. Do we recognize that term? Make an Arcana check. 11. 17. 17. Elaine with an 11? You're not sure, but it doesn't sound like it's something from this plane. Leuven and Auric. An Azer is an elemental. Fire elemental specifically, but it's the equivalent of a dwarf that has been born on the plane of elemental fire. In a lot of ways, from what you have heard, they are very much like dwarves. They are master crafters, considered to create beautiful works from metal, from gems, and essentially that they tend to remain on the plane of elemental fire. Even on the plane of elemental fire, they dwell within volcanic mountains. They tend to have bodies almost of, like, metal, with flames for hair and beard. So, did you ever meet him, or...? No. The entire city was already like that when I arrived. How did you know that he was an Azer? Or hear that he was? I've explored a few realms before coming here. I am not aware of what an Azer is. As far as I understand, he is a dwarf. Oh, well, she kind of suddenly appears right by Auric and just like, like this, and seems to almost reach out to you but not quite touch you, and suddenly Auric looks like he has a metallic body, his hair is suddenly like actual flames, you feel heat come off of them, his eyes no longer seem to have pupils, just seem to be pinpoints of light where his eyes would be, and his hair is just fire. This is an Azer, an elemental fire. They tend to be somewhat aggressive, but they also like crafting things. And, well, I suppose not much different from this one. And she snaps and Oric returns to normal. You just look a little uncomfortable. Okay, so it's a an elemental masquerading as a dwarf. Anything from an elemental plane is an elemental. They just have the bodies of dwarves. Short... Stout, a little bit slow. Short strides, it's okay. Yes, that too. Suddenly she's by Leuven. Orc will narrow his eyes. You haven't seen much, have you? Of the world, of exploring. Not yet, but that's the goal. Hopefully it doesn't crush you. She angles her head slightly to get a better look at your face. Thank you for the concern. Too easily saddened by that remark. There are fantastic things in this world, too. What are you most excited to see? There's so many things, and he could Too long, start... and she suddenly is in front of Elaine. This one is, points to Leuven, indecisive. This one knows what he wants, but might be a little thick, cold, too easily aggravated. I would be very careful traveling through the Ancestral Heart's lands. Ancestral Heart tends to like challenges. You wanted an escort to the Ancestral Hearts. You may have so in the morning. I've told you what I can of the Azer Avant here. As far as I'm aware, he is no longer on this plane. And that's all that concerns me. What was the third thing that you requested? I thought there were three. We've met the boulder, and we've met Boshti, and we're meeting you, or are we meeting an illusion of you? Isn't this a much more attractive form? And she just, like, looks at her own nails and checks out her figure a little bit. We've had a run-in with the hag. Bye, I know. Yeah. She tends to work through illusions as well, and manipulations. 
They're all ugly. I guess I... So decrepit and damaged and worn, that old thing. Anyways, I'm sorry. Please go on. I was just curious what information you would be willing to share about yourself. Well, and she kind of leans real close, like, basically, she is going almost nose to nose with you and stares into your eyes. Now that, that is a thing that we can exchange on, don't you think? I don't know that there's much you'd want to know about me. I'm not particularly interesting. Oh, but there is something that haunts you, isn't there? She is just smiling in a way that's like, the smile is too big for her face. Is she trying to bait me, or is she challenging me? Roll insight. Twelve? Doesn't look like she's actually trying to challenge you. She's trying to figure you out, it seems, as far as you can tell. Okay. So she's more, like, almost like sizing us up. Yeah, she's totally sizing all of you up. We could exchange information. I'm willing to answer questions if you are willing to answer some as well. Question for question. I do enjoy this game. Now, what are the rules? If you don't want to answer, I the game is over, I feel like is a good one. Either of us. Fair. You must answer truthfully. Fair. What should happen if, I don't know, one of us were to lie? How would you know if the other's lying? I have no way of determining if you are. You don't, do you? She just smiles. What if we play a game? We could do true truths and a lie. Three questions. Answer all three. One of them will be a lie, two of them will be the truth. Okay. We'll do three questions each. I could use the practice. Wait, what? We have another challenger to this game. I like it. You can be included as well. What about you, Dwarf? Would you like to be included in the game? Everyone else is having fun. Very well. I'm hardly one to turn down fun. Excellent. So, since Elaine is the first challenger here... Why don't you go ahead and start? All right. How old are you? What plane do you originate from? And what is that stone statue behind you? 7,422. I originate from the Feywild, and that is an entity capable of wiping all of you out in a single swing and absorbing your souls into its person. Not a statue. My turn. Where does all that rage inside you come from? Where do you call home? And what haunts you? Good question about the rage. Can't say I rightfully know. What do I call home? Currently nowhere. Keld is where I was born. And uh, what haunts me? The only thing I can think of would be the uh, incident on the ship. We'll have to play again at some point. I'm curious. She whips her head over to you, Leuven. Your turn. After you, dear. What is your favorite thing on your lands? Why did you become a guardian? And what is your favorite plane other than where you're uh, originally from that you visited? My favorite thing on my land would have to be the various creatures that reside here. All of the little critters. They're adorable. I chose to become a guardian in order to keep that thing pointing behind her in check. And I do enjoy this plane. So many interesting people come on my lands. Where do you call home? What would you most like to see on this plane? And what are you most afraid of? I I still call my hometown of Mataker home. It's it's in Solana, although Aliabel nearby also has a special place in my heart. I would like to see the city of Orenthal. There's a particular pen pal there that I have that I really can't wait to meet. 
And the thing that I fear most, was that the last question? Yes, dear. The thing that I fear most is I have a lot of pen pals. Not being able to meet them all would be a a real, real big shame. Dying too soon. So young, so sweet. Now, and the voice comes from right by your ear behind you, Auric. Your turn. Hi. Well, for my first question, who is that Shadardakai here to view? Are you physically in this area where we are right now? How can we tell when we've crossed the border into another Guardian's territory? I assume the Shadarkai is to see me. Yes, I am here. Just not. And she gestures towards her her body. Here. And the land reflects the Guardian. You will notice changes in the landscape. The more extreme the Guardian, the more extreme the land. So, what do you fear most in this world? Where do you call home? And what would you do if you find out Yadumin is gone forever? The thing I fear most in this world is if I'm too late to help out my deity. Or if there's nothing that I can do. The place where I call home is really anywhere that I can feel Yadumin's embrace. But I do hail from the dwarven town of Romneheim. As for your third question, I had not given it any thought because I cannot accept it as a reality. So I do not know. Perhaps something to give thought to one day. Not if I can help it. Well, I guess we'll see. The world is changing. It's much, much different than when I used to go out into it. Well, this was fun. I enjoyed this. Is there anything else I can help you with before I send you on your way? Not unless you want to. Well, I'll have my Shadar Kai friend escort you off the lands in the morning. Bye-bye. And suddenly, the light in the cavern disappears. And you hear the creaking of vines as the enclosures around you are removed. And you begin to see the uh, a slightly dying light of the campfire in front of you. Does Damien look confused? He's just there, just like, so, did you have a good talk? We had a talk. I... Are we being escorted? Yes, in the morning, Talori will escort us off the lands. We should be safe for the evening, and we have permission to rest. And we'll know when we've reached the edge of the lands, not only because Talori will probably instruct us, but the lands will change. I, she indicated that the more extreme the Guardian, the harsher the changes. By that logic, the champion's domain should be fairly evident. Oh, okay, that's actually more concerning. Excellent. Yep. All right. So I suppose we rest for now. Yep. Am I naive? Uh, no, no, I'm sure you're, you're fine. You're <laughs> just not as well-traveled. Demean just seems to be walking around the perimeter and acting like he did not hear the question. <laughs> Look, being naive isn't a bad thing. It's just unaware in certain circumstances. Something to think about, though. It makes you innocent, in some cases. Blissfully innocent and unaware. Thanks. No problem. Yeah, we should definitely get some rest, though, because I think tomorrow we're going to have to hit the ground and head in that direction. And along the way, we'll have to figure out what our plans are for traveling through the Ancestral Heart. Well, based on the knowledge that the terrain changes, we may be better able to skirt the border. Maybe, but that's a thought for tomorrow. Because <laughs> I'm assuming we're pretty tired by this point. Mighty, you did take a long rest in the ruins, but also traveling back out took you most of the day. Yep, I would just then kind of flop my bedroll down and 
pass out. I don't even think we need to bother with watches, to be honest, because we have permission. Yeah, we're actually protected. I wouldn't go that far, but I get the sense that as we mean her no ill will, she would definitely keep an eye out for us. So, you take a long rest. When you awaken in the morning... All our stuff's gone. Nope, all your stuff's there. But so is someone else. Is it a Shadarakai? Yep, just... Standing there, watching you as you awaken. Watching us sleep. Oh, that's unsettling. It's like, well, I hope you're not here to watch us. I'm here to escort you. We're not dead yet, so... Not to the other side. Not yet. For funsies, I might sidle up to Talori and just be like, would you like a lamb? Or a sheep, rather? I have no preference. I'm gonna slide my hand and just poke the wool and then like offer it like sh- like kind of shimmy it over to her so as you poke it you also brush it with two fingers on the way out and bah, 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 and three sheep are there i just give her a big smile you can pet him and i reach down and just pet one like it's normal are you ready to go i would need just a little bit of time i wanted to switch one of my spells over elaine as you are kind of preparing you catch out of the corner of your eye Talori does pet one of the sheep. Very subtly, it seems like she's more trying to, like, get a sense for what it feels like. Yes. Talori is waiting as you guys eat. Get ready. She does not stop staring at all of you the whole time. She remains fairly motionless otherwise. Yeah, so as we're walking, so when we get to the Ancestral Hearts territory... We have to decide, do we want to try to skirt around it, or do we want to just try to cut through it? I would recommend trying to skirt around it if we think we can. Be careful if you're attempting to step back onto the Lady of Spirits' lands, though. We'd have to ask permission again. If you are trying to skirt around it, you would initially be along the line of the Lady of Spirits' lands, because we are currently going west. Territory stretches along our western border. You don't happen to know anything about the size of his territory, do you? By any chance? I do not. All we know is that the champion's territory is even further west. Is there anything that's along, like, the southern or northern border of the uh, Ancestral Hearts territory? You were told that the Fortuneborn's lands were south of the Ancestral Hearts. Hobgoblins. So we have no idea what is to the north of his lands? Nope. Vashti's to the south of Lady of Spirits. Yes. At one point, Talori will go, Vashti's lands are fairly small by comparison to most guardians. If trying to skirt it could accidentally cause problems where we're trespassing without meaning to on the Lady of Spirits' land, maybe we just have to cut through. It's all bad options. We're fairly certain that the Hobgoblins are not going to be friendly, based on our previous encounters with them. It will take you days. If we were to travel straight through, it would also take us days, would it? It will take you significantly longer if you skirt in either direction, just so you're aware. Do you know going through how long it might be? I have not been through. It'll be less than trying to go up and around, though. Significantly. I guess time is also something we'd have to consider here, since the champion's trying to open a portal. To me, we'll pipe in. I mean, I can always help us be quiet for a while. Not days worth of time, but a while, if we need to slink into the shadows for a bit. Talori, do you know what kind of terrain is in the Ancestral Hearts region? 
there are fewer creatures on the land, but the terrain, uh, as far as I'm aware, is more sparsely populated. Demean, how often can you use that sneaky thing? Twice a day. And it lasts for how long? An hour. Probably saving it for when we hear something nearby. So we just need to be attentive and slink away when we get close to anything. Perhaps we can use it towards the end of the evening as well to go up in the trees. We might have better luck not being caught if we're up versus on the ground. Dwarves are not very fond of heights. I'm just thinking of ways to keep our butts safe. Well, we are told that at the borders of their territory, the guardians have trouble sensing. Mm -hmm. Perhaps we won't have to worry about it. How long do you want to spend traveling through? That is what you're debating. Sounds like Orc's still in favor of skirting. I'm leaning toward cutting through. I'm leaning towards cutting through. Very well. If you both want to cut through, I'm not going to stop you. Not so much want to, but maybe we need to. I'm going to kind of just sidle up next to Orc. The sooner we get the abyssal portal stopped and closed, the sooner we can head back and make your fancy hammer. Is that enough to drive Let's you? get to it, then. Oh my gosh. Put some pep in your step. Let's go. <laughs> One other thing. So we have no idea how far we're traveling through his territory. And I know we have multiple options, which would be go slow, you know, try to stay quiet and everything. Our other alternative is try to go through as quick as possible. The downside is obviously we would be louder and make more noise and be probably more trackable. And the other big downside that I'm not liking is that we would potentially exhaust ourselves as we reach the edge of the champion's lands. I don't think that we should force ourselves because there may be battles on our way. We don't wish to be exhausted for it. Should take a steady pace, but not overdo it. Okay. If we need to sleep, at least there's an alarm spell that I could put on. Now, it might get set off by false alarms, but that beats the alternative. And alternatively, if we do decide to climb up in a tree in the evening and you set the alarm spell like at the base of the tree, I mean, we would know if something has approached our tree as a thought. I mean, we might get there and he might be our best friend. You know what? Yeah, you, you, you might be right. Yeah. And you called Luvin naive. <laughs> I mean, we do know Glasha. Maybe we can use that as something. Well, let's just hope we don't have to. As we're walking, I am going to pull out the Nightmare Skull patch that I kind of pulled off and just kind of look at it. And then I'm going to tuck it kind of just up underneath like a piece of my armor so it's close to pull it out quickly, basically. Okay. So... Over the next several hours, you travel across the lands. Talora seems to be making a fairly quick pace as you are moving through. Eventually, Talori's pace begins to slow as you are noticing the foliage begins to thin. Talori eventually stops and just says, Beyond here lies the lands of the Ancestral Heart. Thank you. I thank you for escorting us this far. She just does a slight nod. Anything new for you over the past couple days? Just turns to look at you. Friendly smile. I am escorting you off the lands. That's new. That's true. Yeah, so thank you. You're welcome. I would just hang back like just a second and just lean in very, very quietly and say, it was soft, wasn't it? And give her a smile. Slight whisper. Yes. Unexpected. And then just a nod. Thank you. And walk off. What is the plan crossing as you cross through? Are you just making a normal pace? 
normal pace with lots of perceptioning. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. As you begin to proceed on, you notice the land here has thinner clusters of trees. You see a lot more of the sky than you have in any of the other lands you've been in so far. You have noticed now, having been in the Rogoran for 30, 40 days, <laughs> that there are differences in the various lands of the Guardians. Boulder's land definitely seemed much more rough, much more stone, and less dirt. Vashti's still seemed a lot like normal woods, just with various creatures and predators that kind of roamed. The Lady of Spirits definitely had just lots of animals around. Elaine, you heard constant little chitters and mutterings of various creatures as you move through. The Ancestral Heart's land seems sparse by comparison, and quiet. Do I hear any creatures? Roll perception. Seven. I'm listening? No. I mean, we would trying to perceive pretty much the entire time we're going. Alright, go ahead and roll perception check. Do you want me to roll another one, or...? Um, you were specifically looking for animals, so just general perception for danger, go for it. I got a six. Eleven. A twenty-two. You guys are proceeding westward. Orc, you hear the sounds of your armor. It's well-crafted. Every little sound of a kachunk clearly indicates the strength of the metal that you've used. It's almost melodic, the sound of the, the metal kachunking about. Leuven, it's a nice day out. Sun is shining. It's about midday by this point. Nice cool breeze, now that the foliage has thinned out a bit. Clearly you can see all around you, like the trees being sparse, like there's no danger. Elaine, at one point on your excursion, you do hear things moving quickly in your direction off to your left. I definitely immediately stop, demean, we need to hide, something's coming, and point in the direction. Focuses, cast, pass without a trace. Can I shift into a giant wolf spider? Yes. So stealth checks from everybody, and plus 10 to your roll. 29. 15. 31 is a giant wolf spider. Demean also seems to have just faded into the brush. Overall, quiet. As you see first a deer running across your path and continues to move. And a moment later, you see three large wargs being ridden by orcs that are passing in front of you, chasing the deer. It's about what I expected. Yep. We saw wargs earlier, didn't we? Yes. They look like massive wolves, but you just see them run right in front of your path, bolting for the deer. I assume you all pause and don't do anything? Yep. After a few moments, there is some nasty sounds after they catch the deer, but are out of your line of sight. And Demean will just gesture, just like, let's move ahead quietly. And you can keep your stealth rolls for that. You guys see a spider scuttle down and shimmy. So you can remain a spider for the total time of Pass Without a Trace. As you guys are quietly and carefully proceeding deeper into the realm of the ancestral heart. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at RulesIsWritten or check out our website dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to Tony, the DM, at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Have a great week. 
2. Born Hellemeyer, Aliabel, Kingdom of Solana, from Living Cromdell, 5. Leif Nui, Year 322. Hi, Boren. Here's a story for you. Rumble Squad just played two truths and a lie with a powerful entity, possibly a fae, called the Lady of Spirits. I should consider myself fortunate to have had such a rare experience, but I guess I'm just more shaken than anything, an increasingly familiar sensation. Recently, a certain other powerful fae taught me the importance of a well-timed lie. I'm still learning to spot when someone is spinning yarns, let alone how to spin them myself. Nissa was starting to teach me before she left to help an old friend. I'm thinking I should visit some taverns for a new mentor in the deceptive arts. That'll work, right? After all, it's how I found you as a painting teacher. Yet, I figure I deserve some credit. The lie that I divulged during the game was one I've been telling myself, convincingly, for quite a while now. I had made myself believe that my greatest fear was dying too soon before meeting all my network friends and experiencing the world. But if that were really true, I suppose I'd have picked a safer occupation than adventuring. No, I see now that my real fear is failing someone again, the way I failed Tethys that day with the horse. I froze up, and it was only Etrian who saved her from my mistake. That must be why I'm trying so hard to become strong. I got called naive today. That's slowly changing, and I'm embracing the change. But is that a mistake, Boren? Is ignorance healthier? Your student always, Leuven.